Hail and good morning. This is Joe with the Modern Heathen Man. I wanted to come to you today and just talk a little bit about um, runes and some other stuff, but I think I found a new way to begin my podcast. I hope you enjoy it with me, and I hope it's uh, helpful for you. So without further ado, let's begin. Hail, Mani, shining son of Mundafari's line, brother of Suna, master of the Sky Road. Hail, god of the moon and mysteries and magic. Thank you for watching over us throughout the night, for inspiring us, for offering the inspiration and guidance that only your presence, hanging like a promise of sweetness in the night sky may bring. Please bless us as we go forth into our day. Hail the God of the Moon on Mani's Day. Gods and goddesses, Aesir and Vanir, thank you for the blessings you have given me. Thank you for being with me. I ask you to continue to bless me and be by my side. I ask you to help me to face the day and the decrees of the Norns with courage, honor, and frith. And I ask you to help me do the best that I can for my faith, my ancestors, my family, and kindred, this day, every day, and always. Grant me wisdom, honor, strength, and frith to continue to bring honor to you and to my ancestors. Hail the gods. Today I read some wisdom from the have them all. Long is the road to a false friend's leading, even if he dwell on the way. But though far off fared to a faithful friend, straight are the roads and short. A guest must depart again on his way, nor stay in the same place ever. If he bid too long on another's bench, and loved one soon becomes low. Both of these are about being a good friend. The one talks of how being a good friend means that no matter how far your home is, it's easy to get to. But a bad friend, no matter how close they are, their home is hard to get to. I strive to be that good friend with everyone. The second one talks of how people stay too long sometimes. We should ought to stay only as long as our visit needs to be. If staying too long, you become a problem. So those are my readings today, and I hope that they help you along. The first was my prayer, today being Monty's Day, of course. The prayer to the gods, the acknowledgement of Monty and hailing of him and then reading from our have them all. So when I come back, we'll talk a little bit about runes today. I had a great um, great time last night watching a friend of mine on his uh, Midgard Musings talking about runes, and it inspired me a little bit to uh, maybe give like a little rune primer maybe, just talk a little bit about what runes are and what they mean to me and how they uh, affect my life and maybe those around me. So when I come back, I'll go ahead and do that. 
I want to tell you, grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit down, relax a little bit, have a good time, or grab yourself a horn, fill it with some mead, fill it with some cider, or fill it with some beer, even a water, whatever you like, and sit down and enjoy our conversation today. Anyway, I'll be right back. See you in a moment. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse, and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night, and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash Midgard Musings and youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S will find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Hey, thanks guys for listening. I'm back. I apologize for that delay. I had to grab myself some coffee. Um, so today, I, I want to talk a little bit about runes today. We uh, we all have our different preferences, and we all have our different ways of uh, doing things in Asatru, and it's always fun. And I just want to talk a little bit about runes and a primer on runes, and go from there, and you know. Just talk to you. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. So the first thing I want to say is not everybody is going to be a great rune reader. Um, not everybody is going to be able to master the runes, and that's okay. Um, it's not that necessary. You should learn about them a little bit and learn um, what they mean just in case you do get a rune reading so you can go ahead and... Um, you know, follow along. But for the most part, not every single person is going to be a great rude reader. And uh, rude, rune reader, pardon me, wow. Just one of those days already today. <clears throat> but um, let's talk. So the first thing I want to say is when you're picking out your runes, you definitely want to find something that you're comfortable with. Whether you create them runes on your own or whether you purchase runes. 
You know, some places will tell you not to purchase rooms because they have power um, from other people in them or the power that was left behind or different things like that. Um, but really, I believe if you find what's good for you, you'll be okay, <clears throat> especially if a set of rooms specifically feels like they're calling you. You want to stay with those and um, go with those. Um, rooms come in a few different um, styles. <clears throat> Obviously, there are stone rooms. A lot of people like those, and there's a plethora of different stones you can use. Um, a lot of people believe in the style and the power of the stone that they're actually carved into and uh, believe that that actually helps them do their reading, and I believe that to be true for certain people. Um, for other people, it, it may not work. But if a rune set is calling you, you definitely want that rune set. Um, runes also come in bone. I actually prefer the bone runes. Runes come in ivory. They come in wood. They even come on cards. And you can make your own runes out of cards. You can make your own runes out of popsicle sticks like I do with my boys. The small little popsicle sticks. Um, <clears throat> the idea is this, though. Specifically. We know that words have power. The way we use our words, the way we put our words together, and the letters that make up those words have power. That's why Shakespeare said, the pen is mightier than the sword. Because within words are power. This is why we pledge allegiance to the flag and we pledge allegiance to things. When we go to court, we put up our right hand and we say words because we make a promise, we make an oath to tell the truth because those words have power. The words of a judge has the power to put somebody away for a long time or set someone free. This is the power of words. <clears throat> we have to understand, too, that when we speak, we bring things into existence. If we say bad things to people, we bring those bad things into existence, and we will them. I read an um, article one time that said that, you know, our society truly is pagan, and we don't even know it. This is why we go to school and we learn to write things. It's called spelling. And when we yell at people and use profanities, it's called cursing. Because we're casting spells as we learn to write. And we're cursing people when we say bad things to them. I mean, those that's pretty powerful if you think of it that way. So, runes may just be letters or old Nordic letters on any media you want. But we know those letters put together in a way have power. That power can either tell us what is to be what may be, what is to come, or what may come, what has happened, and what has gone, or what will be gone. <clears throat> and if we heed those words, we may change those outcomes prior to those outcomes coming. So let's talk about my first rune set. My first rune set I got in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at a place called Ostara. 
And my wings are made of bone. I think they're the water buffalo bone style. I got 25 in my set. And they're an Elder Futhark set. Futhark is the first few um, runes in the line that we believe it to be. And that's what spells Futhark in um, phonetically spelling. Anyway, um, there are 25 runes in my set. I believe that to be true. Yes, 25. One of which is totally blank, and they call that one weird. Now there's con some conjecture about that last one being weird. Um, whether or not it's truly a um, part of the set or not. Um, because apparently somebody created a set once, and um, it was incorrect, so they... They wanted a certain number of runes, and they weren't able to get the number of runes, so they had to add another one in the end because there was an uneven setting of four times six or something like that. So it was kind of strange. So they are five times five in the the way it was done. So that made it 25, so they put a blank one in there and called it weird. I don't necessarily use that weird one. Uh, most people use it as an extra in case they lose one to recarve it into there, and I have sets without it. So my first set being bone, um, I'll tell you how I got that. So I had um, been off of work one day, and I decided to go see our friend who was at the uh, witch's shop, and I think it was a Monday, and my wife reminded me that they had that they were closed. And I said, oh, yeah, but, I, you know, I'm going to go down there anyway, and I'm going to do whatever. And she's like, okay. So I went to downtown Bethlehem and just hung out for a little bit. And I remember that they were closed when she said so. And as I was passing by, Mary happened to be there. You know, my friend will call her Mary. So I knock on the door, and uh, I go in. And I said, oh, I thought, I thought you guys were closed today. And She's like, yeah, I had some stuff to do, so I went ahead and came in, and I said, oh, okay. So we started to talk a little bit about the day, and I was talking about that class I had taken, which was the class on uh, Masatru, and I wanted to learn more about the runes, and I said, you know, I'd like to learn more about the runes, and I'd like to see if you have a book or anything about it, and she's like, yeah, um, you can look over there in the library, and she says, we should have a couple. I said, okay. So I start to walk over to the library. <clears throat> to look for these uh, this rune book. And she gets a knock at the door and it's a lorry guy with a box. And uh, she walks over and she goes, I have a delivery today? And he says, yeah, you have a delivery today. She says, I, I don't remember making you know an order or anything. And I'm usually closed on a Monday, so I never have deliveries come today. And he said, well, here I am. Here you go. So he hands her this box. So she walks over the counter, sets the box on the counter. And we're doing some stuff in there and talking. And she says, oh, I wonder what's in that box. And she walks over and she opens the box with me there. And she pulls out this really nice bone rune set. And she was like, wow, look at that. A bone rune set. I said, wow, I really like that set. I said, would you uh, would you put that aside for me? And she's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I said, I'll come in uh, tomorrow and pick it up. She's like, okay, great. And then, you know, as I start doing some stuff, I'm looking at some of the books, and, you know, I said, well, 
I need a bag to carry those rings in. So let me start uh, looking for um, some stuff to have a bag. And just as I said that, there was another knock on the door. And it was a local artisan that came in to sell his goods with her. Well, as he was getting his goods out of the bag for her to see, I think it was um, different, like, uh, handkerchiefs and scarves and things that he created. Um, he would dye them himself and stuff. It's really neat. Anyway, as he did that, this leather bag with wooden toggles comes flying out of his bag and literally lands on the counter right next to the room set. At this, we all just looked at each other like, what what in the world? He looks at her and goes, wow, what, what is that? I, I don't even make leather bags. I don't do that. And I was like, wow, well, it's a, it's a nice bag. Would you, would you want to sell it? And he's like, well, you know what? He goes, uh, I, I don't even know where it came from. You, you can have it. And I said, really? And he said, yeah. I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, okay. Thank you. And he said, you're welcome. So, a few seconds later, Mary looks at me real serious, and she goes, I think that bag and these runes are for you. And I said, well, yeah, I asked you to put them aside. She goes, no, 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 you don't understand. She goes, I really think they are for you. She hands me the bag, and she says, take them. I said, what? She goes, take them. I don't even remember ordering them. I say, okay, I'll take them. So I ended up taking the runes and took them home, and they became my runes. Either way, that's where my runes came from. When we come back, I'll talk to you a little bit about um, what we do with our runes, how we make them ours, how we do some readings and some other stuff. So I'll talk to you in a few seconds. Hey, take a listen to uh, these sponsors here that are coming up. These are guys that really help me with my podcast, help me um, get along during the day, and each and every one of them are heathens just like you and I. And they, um, they're good people, and they want to serve the healing community. So help them out as much as you help me out, and I'll be right back. Hey, guys. Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and... Um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Cars everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small D poles of 5 to 6 inches for $40. 7 to 8 inches for $45. 9 to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hemdall, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Skadi, Sif, Er, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Njord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. 
tell him what you want, you can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So, anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, I'm back. Thanks for listening to that sponsor. I appreciate that. So now I have my rune set, and then the question I have to ask is, what do I do with it? Well, the first thing I do, honestly, is I want to make those runes mine. The question is, how do we make them mine? I mean, they were just shipped in a box. They were handled by the UPS guy, the person who put them in the box, the guy who made them, where they came from. So... If we believe that runes impart power, we believe that that power comes from someplace. And nine times out of ten, we believe that those energies come from the people handling the things. Um, last night, in listening to Midgard Musings, um, Jesse said something really important. He said a lot of times people believe that the power of the runes are within them and their connection to those runes. So sometimes people that do rune castings will not allow you to touch those runes. I get that. I understand that. And that's important to some people. To me, it's not because I, I truly make my runes part of my daily life. And I actually cleanse them and prepare them for readings. And even after they're touched, I do some other stuff for them. But either way, let's talk about how we begin to make our runes ours. So I have a brand new bag of runes here that are bone runes. Um, these runes are not as powerful as the runes that I um, traded for them. My first set of runes, not the ones I have now that are bone over there, um, were a set of runes that my wife had purchased for me. And they were made of stone. And... Um, Beings that they were made of stone, they were carved, no, and they're beautiful, like black onyx stone. It was incredible, but I traded them for these bone runes because I really enjoy bone runes. Now, let's talk about making these my runes. These are newer to me, so I haven't had a chance to do many things with them. Um, they look newer. They're not older looking like my runes that I have over there. They've not been handled very much. They're still bright white. So, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to lay my runes out. I'm going to make sure I have all the runes in here that I want. Make sure that they all is a full set. Make sure that these runes are, that I'm able to read them and understand which um, position they take on the rune diagram, what their name is. And then I'm going to go ahead and reverse them and make them writes it up and reverse them so I get a good idea of what they look like, um, whether they're reversed or not. So I'm going to recommend that um, you do what I do. And it's entirely up to you if you do or not. With my set of runes that I want to create to be mine, I will take one rune out of it per day for 24 days, which is almost a month. And I will carry that rune with me in my pocket. I will touch it often throughout the day. 
I will look at it, meditate upon it through the day. Um, if I have time, um, like on my lunchtime or something, I'll take the room with me, pull it out, set it in front of me, just stare at it and ponder its shapes. The name of that rune, the one I have before me right now is Gifu. It's an X. Looks, I liken it to my children when I tell my children. Um, it's like a gift. You know, when you go and you go to look for a treasure, X marks the spot. It's a, it's a free gift, the treasure that you found. That's what Gifu means to me, a treasure and a gift and something I'm going to cherish. So as I look at this Gifu, I put it between my fingers and I feel its power. I hold it in my hand and I, I grip onto it and feel what it is. When I'm done with this one for the day, I put him back in the bag with the other ones. And the next day, I'll grab another one. But what's what I do next? So when I get home, I go ahead and I throw this into the bag with the other ones. I take that bag and I stick it under my belt or into my pocket for the rest of the day, for the rest of the evening. And then before I go to bed, I put that bag under my pillow and I sleep with that bag of runes so that they're always in somewhat of contact with me, that they become mine. I want to become part of the runes and I want those runes to become part of me. So one at a time and all together throughout the days. When I get to 24, I believe at that point, if I've done all that I need to do each and every day and I've pondered them and I've, you know, kept them in my hand, in my pocket, close to me, that they become part of me. For the rest of that one month, I will go ahead and I will keep them in their bag alongside of me, in my pocket, with me, wherever I go, in my backpack, under my pillow while I sleep, in the chair next to me while I'm sitting, I will make them part of my day. And at the end of that full moon cycle, I will set them outside underneath the full moon, let them out for the night by themselves, and the next morning I will do my prayers and my reading, and I will go get the runes from outside, and they will become my runes. Now that might sound a little extravagant to you all, but that's how I create the bond that I have with my runes. It's a very simple bond. It's a very good bond, if you ask me, when I do a rune reading. It's worth the time and the effort that I put into it for me. Um, it may not be worth it for you. You may have a better way of doing it, and that would be fine as well. I'm sharing um, how I do mine. And um, if you do it differently, let me know. Let our listeners know. Let everybody here know that you do it a different way. And let us know what works for you and share that. So now I'm going to talk about um, a reading. So now we've gone through, we've gotten our runes that speak to us. We've gotten them ready. Um, we've purchased the bag that holds them. Um, the bag needs to be something you want as well. Um, these guys are in a cotton bag with a drawstring top. I really like that. Um, I have some that I've gotten from Midgard Musings, which are really nice. These are driftwood with burnt... Um, runes in them. They're inside a burlap bag. And I just, 
I love the feel of the burlap bag. It makes me feel um, like it's olden times and I'm carrying a gift of some sort. It's really neat. So now I'm going to talk about one other piece. And um, this piece is semi-important. Uh, it's up to you if you get this piece or not. But I like this piece. What I do is I go to Walmart and I purchase one of the uh, square remnants that they use for um, quilting. Or I purchase a single yard or a half yard of material if you're able to. But I purchase it in the color that I want. In my case, I use white. And I fold it up and put it in the bag with the runes. And each of the runes have a white cloth that I then spread out on the table for me to do my rune reading on. Um, it is a specific place. It brings me into a centered ideal of what I'm doing. And in the... In the act of just putting out that cloth, it begins to prepare me for the rune reading. Um, so you definitely want a cloth. You want your bag. You want your runes to be yours. The next piece is the book. Um, Lisa Paschal puts out a great book called The Runes. Um, another good book that I use personally is Diana L. Paxton's book of Taking of the Runes. Um, in con contrast, they are two different books. One is really light. The other is really depth, in depth. Um, I recommend both if you'd like to get them or none, if you don't want to get them and do some, um, learning online of what the runes mean to you. Um, the last type of rune I'm going to talk about is, um, the card rune. This kind I got from us games systems incorporated in Stamford, Connecticut, they're a set of runes that are actual cards. The art on it isn't that great, I'll be honest with you. Um, that's what most people say about it. I don't mind it. Um, there are a couple of racy scenes in there. Um, so if you're doing this for children, I, I don't recommend it. Um, but other than that, the symbols there. Um, these cards are a little different than normal um, runes would be. And if that's your... Um, Forte, you can go ahead and do that. Um, it's called The Power of the Runes by U.S. Game System Incorporated. And I think I paid $10 for them. I Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't remember, actually. But, yeah, so there is a card-style rune, almost like a flash card. Um, that may be good for a different circumstance, so you're not carrying your actual runes with you. Um, and then, we, of course, we have the ones that we made. Um, these are made of those small little popsicle sticks. Um, it was a, a thing I was teaching the kids to do so that they could learn what the runes are and their meanings. And we kept a small notebook of that, each of us. And uh, we drew the, the rune in there in art, wrote below it what it means. And um, my boys both learned what the runes mean. And they actually could do a rune casting. It's really cool. It's a little primitive, but it's a rune casting nonetheless. I'm pretty proud of that. So um, when I come back, I will talk about an actual rune casting. And uh, we'll go from there. So just give a few seconds. I'll hear another sponsor. And again, I appreciate you listening to the sponsors and visiting them. They help me out. They help my show. And um, they help you if you get there. So anyway, I'll see you in a few moments.
Hey guys, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I wanted to tell you about this great new place that I found. It's a really safe place for heathens of all walks. Um, it's called the International Satra Foundation. They have their own social network platform called the Roots of Yggdrasil. And the International Satra Foundation is an organization that is dedicated to the preservation, growth, and advancement of Germanic paganism. They build networks, share knowledge, and gather in pursuit of common goals. As an organization, they operate at the kindred level and encourage you to explore and ask questions throughout that time frame. Their vision is easy. It's heathens from every walk of life working together for a common goal, the reveal and continued practice of Germanic paganism for everyone worldwide. The things that they're doing are really exciting. They strive to help you understand heathenry better and the different paths of heathenry and Germanic paganism. They educate the public about the faith. They gather to share knowledge, build reputable resources for learning, and work towards common goals set by the community itself. They're working on starting a whole school program to make very good educated Gothi, and working on a program specifically for our warriors. Everyone is free to walk their paths as he or she wills, but I'm telling you, this is the greatest place to go. It's a safe haven for heathens. If you're tired of all that Facebook banter and getting banned and going to Facebook jail all the time, they have their own social media network where you're safe to talk about heathenry all day long with other heathens. They're really specific on who they let in there, and it's only heathens talking with heathens. That's all there is to it. So go ahead and check it out. Their address is asatru.org with the real spelling with the hashtags above the A and the U. So make sure to go ahead and check them out, and uh, hopefully we'll see you join there, the International Satru Foundation. Thanks, guys. Okay, guys, I'm back, and thanks for listening. So we're at the point now where you got your runes, you got your bag, you've read your book, you do your understanding, um, you got your, your mat to lay out. Now what do you do? Well, now you do a rune casting. What I recommend is you do a few rune castings for yourself. Um, ask a specific question. See how it pans out for you. See how your runes do with that question. And then I recommend reading for other people. But I will say this. In reading runes, your head must be clear. No matter what's going on around you for the day, no matter what problems you have, your head must be clear. Because these runes are so connected to you, if you have a problem and you're dwelling on that problem, when you're reading the runes for someone else, that problem will show through in the reading, and that reading will be for you rather than them. I mean, that's that should be pretty easily understood. Um, the question you have to ask yourself is, how do I clear my mind? And that comes back with the meditation and the thought and the preparation for a rune reading. You have to clear your mind of everything. Focus on the person you're with, focus on them, focus on the norns, focus on the well, and uh, make sure you're clear in your path to reading them runes. So there's a couple different types of rune castings you can do. Everybody has the one that they like. Um, there's different um, tables you can purchase and um, different mats you can buy, which show you how to do those readings. And I usually start out with a simple reading of three with uh, the first position being the past of the problem the second position being the current of the question 
and the third position being the future answer to that question. Um, if they want to go a little more deeply after that, I will pull out. Um, well, I won't pull out. They will pull out two more runes. One will tell them the root of the actual problem. And the other one will tell them where that problem is coming from or what is causing that problem. And if they want to go even a little more in-depthly, we'll then pull out three more, which will tell them how to overcome the problem or the question that they have. I purposely never, 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 never want to know the question that you're asking. I don't want it to be something that I can guide, so I don't want to know what you're asking about. I don't want to know what the problem you're having is. I don't want to see the issue that is dealing with you because I don't want it to affect my reading. Um, as a matter of fact, if I have a, a really big problem, I will ask somebody else for reading and I will not share with them what my problem is. And I need to know what those say to them for me. So let's talk about a rune reading. So I'm going to put my little piece of material out that I have. I set the table, my mind's clear, my thoughts are clear. I may light a candle, I may burn some incense, I may have um, some music playing in the background that's, you know, soothing music. Anything to clear me and my space so that I have a full focus on you and your runes. So I do all those things. And now I have my bag of runes, and I shake them up, and I prepare them. And I hand you the bag and say, think on your question, reach in there, and grab a rune and place it on the mat. You do that, I tell you to do it again, and do it again, and place them on the mat however you want to with your eyes closed, so that you don't see how they're face up or face down. Then I spin the mat so it's facing me like it would have been you, and I begin to do that reading. To the person that I'm speaking to, I don't just say, oh, you have, you know, F, and that means that you're going to have wealth, and you have, and that's the past the problem, you had wealth. Uh, the, the now of the problem is um, thoracic, you have protection. And the future of the problem is uh, um, Fehu, so you'll have wealth at the end again, or not Fehu, um, Gifu, you're going to have a gift at the end. Okay, That's not how you do this. If it's Fehu, Thor says, and Gifu, what you're going to say is something like you want to weave a story and make it easy for them to understand and delve a little more into what the runes say. So I'm going to say, oh, this is a really good reading. Everything is very positive. You have a, a good reading here. In the past of your question, if it's Fehu is the first position, it looks like you were successful, like um, everything was going your way, that you were gaining good in what you were doing. Um, you had it basically easy for yourself and you were going strong and everything was in your favor so you were you were gaining that wealth from that as you move into the present it looks like you have protection thor says um is a symbol of a thorn like in a bush that protects that bush from things you have protection from the gods you're showing how 
um, you're protected in that question. So you've had your success. You're protected with the gods. You're continuing to do great with it. It is something that is good for you. At the end of your question, the future, it looks like it's going to pan out really well for you. It looks like you're going to receive a gift either from the gods or from whatever you're doing in the sense that it's a good gift. It's something you want. It may not be exactly what you're looking for, but it's definitely going to be something you will see as a gift and will be great. So it's a really successful rune reading. You're doing really good. I would stick on the same track you're, you're doing. Don't stray from it. It looks like it'll continue. That would be that rune reading if those three were coming out for someone. Okay? So you don't want to just say, oh, you got this, 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 and this, and this is what you got. You want to bring that about and actually talk about those pieces, tell them what they mean, explain it to them. Because in the past, you went to a person that specifically did that, read those runes, and would give you this wonderful explanation of what it was so that you could leave and understand what you were going into um, whether it be a trap or a um, folly or whether it be success and wealth, you knew what you were going into. You knew what you were getting at when you left that person from doing those room readings. So that's that piece. How often should you read the runes for someone? I mean, if you're going to read every 10 minutes, it, it's not going to be a good thing. I recommend that I read runes for people once a month based on a single problem. Um, the most pressing problem that they have. Now, there are some people that are um, needing to have runes read, read once a week, depending on how bad the problem is. Um, but that, again, comes with the knowledge of the runes and the knowledge of what's going on. And in rune casting, there's a few things you have to understand that runes don't always mean the same thing, depending on how they're out. This is where the runes becoming part of you comes into play. And you understand the runes because sometimes you could have a good reading, but it may mean something bad. Sometimes you could have a bad reading, but it may mean something good. Um, well, an actual reading, I can't um, really go over that. But once you get into the runes, you'll understand. And sometimes the actual meaning of that rune will mean something else based on how it's put together in that reading that you have. This is why you have to learn the runes. You have to become part of them and they have to become part of you. Because together you're doing that reading. Um, when we read the runes, we're asking the Norns to tell us something of what they see. They see everything. At the base of the Tree of Yggdrasil, they see everything. So they have the ability to look into the well right there and see all the realms as well. See the tree and what goes on. So they have a gaze of everything, the whole universe. So we're asking them to let us have a peek at that or tell us what they see. And this is what we get out of the runes. Um, definitely hail your runes often. Um, for cleansing, what I recommend is setting them out in the full moon, setting them out in the new moon. Um, I don't recommend salt and stuff like that. And then, um, sometimes that would ruin them. But definitely um, sleeping with them overnight under your pillow Put them under your belt if you feel like you're losing connection with them. Keep them with you again. Pull them out. Do the same thing again over like you would normally when you're making them yours. Um, follow the same process you would when you're, you're first making them yours. Um, with that said, that is the runes, guys. Grab yourself a horn. Grab yourself some ale. Grab yourself some mead. Grab yourself some cider. 
whatever you like. And uh, I want to say skull and hail to you for listening. And I thank you for this uh, small primer in the runes. I hope it helps you. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow is Tears Day. So we're going to listen to the Children of Odin on LibriVox. I'm going to record that again for you. And we'll go to Chapter 2 on that. So I will talk to you later. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.